You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 161. Is it toxic mold sickness or allergies? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new Toxic Mold podcast episode. Steve, we are talking about allergies and toxic mold sickness. Yep. It's that time of year where uh, a lot of our listeners, especially those that have allergies, uh, start dealing with allergies to pollens or whatever common allergies. I don't have allergies, so I'm not too well versed on that. But Well, and don't people tend to get allergies also as they get older who didn't yes. have it younger? Yep. Yeah, that's that's what they say. So, you know, and, and a lot of people, I think a lot of listeners just think, well, it's probably just an allergy because I'm getting older. Um, they don't think it's a mold concern per se inside their home. And it could be either or both. So how would somebody know if what they're experiencing in terms of the, the sniffles, the, you know, head cold, how do they know whether it's an allergy or it's mold? Uh, for the most part, you, you know, obviously you'd have to talk to your doctor, but, you know, a common allergy, if it's allergy season, it would just make sense. Like, okay, it's an allergy. It should go away, you know, come winter or the fall. A lot of allergies actually go away in the summertime, late summer. But, uh, you know, and another thing too is if they, if you're taking, you know, like antihistamines or, you know, something like Claritin or whatever the the allergy meds are, if it fixes it, then I would say, yeah, it's probably an allergy. Um, but you could still have an allergy to a mold type, if that makes sense. That's why I say it could be both. And so, uh, you know, in the book, The Mold Epidemic, you talk about the different types of mold. And one of those is allergenic mold. So can you walk us through what are the different types of mold and how does an allergenic mold 
differ from allergies? So there are, there's three classifications for mold types. We have allergenic, pathogenic, and toxigenic. So allergenic, kind of like what we were just talking about, you should be able to treat it with uh, antihistamines. Uh, pathogenic mold can cause an infection or disease. That's typically treated, ironically, with antibiotics. Um, and then you have toxigenic mold, which it can create mycotoxins that give you more severe symptoms um, and, and symptoms that could be more permanent too. So allergenic, pathogenic, toxigenic. How would somebody know which they're being exposed to? You'd have to do test. Well, you'd have to do, for the person, you would have to do, on the medical side, you'd have to do blood work or urine testing. And we've, you know, we've covered those labs that do that, like my Myco lab, Great Plains Labs, Sunrise Labs. Those labs, you would test for your body for mycotoxins. Once you would have that, then obviously you'd want to jump over to my specialty and do air testing. And then we can look at those mold types and, and say, okay, you know, this is, you're, you're, you have these mycotoxins in your body due to these mold types. Because the mycotoxin types are correlated with the mold type, if that makes sense. That does make sense. So it's a combination of doing both air testing or mold testing and working with your doctor to do allergy testing exactly. to see. Okay. Yeah, and you can, you know, we've talked about it before. You could go through the whole lengthy, sometimes expensive process of detox in your body. But if you don't take care of what's causing it, then you're just, you know spinning your tracks, in my opinion, because you're just reintroducing your body to the same mold types that produce the mycotoxins. It's like you say all the time about doctors. What do doctors do? They practice. And they treat symptoms. Yeah. Whereas, uh, what is it, what do you call it, functional medicine? Functional medicine or... doctors, where they look at the root cause. Yep. And so that's, you know... For CNC contractor services, that's what we pride ourselves in is, is we're more of the functional medicine doctor. We want to figure out what's causing the problem. We don't want to just treat the symptoms. Should somebody, though, who, ha who has a history of allergies, let's say somebody's had allergies since they were a kid, should in your mind, shouldn't they take a potential mold problem much more seriously? Yes. Because they have allergies? Yes. And, it, you know... COVID's still kind of lingering, so it's I'll use that as an example. But it's just like with COVID, you know, those that were, and, you know, for the most part, the younger younger people that were healthier didn't really, they weren't as, as majorly affected by COVID as, let's say, the elderly or those with, you know, underlying causes. So mold's the same way. If, you, if you've always had allergies, I can tell you, you're most likely going to have allergies to mold types in your home that are common, that are going to be there no matter what. And so then those individuals, because they're, I mean, I guess if you have allergies, you know, your immune system may be a little bit weaker or not, but you have to, you have to be more on top of your game with your indoor air quality, exactly. I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. And you have to be, you know, kind of your, your point that you just brought up reminded me of the people and what we talk about when people go overboard and they literally wipe with Clorox wipes or whatever, literally wipe everything down all the time. You got to be very careful on how you deal with it. You do, obviously you need to be, you know, cognitive as far as, Hey, I'm probably at a higher risk, but you don't want to go to the extreme where 
you think you're going to get rid of all the mold and bacteria in your home. And because I'm not going to say it can't happen, but for the most part, it wouldn't happen. You know, the only time you could get rid of all that kind of stuff is if you're literally in a controlled environment like an operating room. So how do people walk the line then? How do they, how do they help deal with their allergies at the same time prevent mold exposure without going overboard? So that would be, you know, a couple different perspectives. The first would be, you know, once again on the preventative side, as far as the building itself, you know, so we're talking quality of construction, maintaining the roof, the gutters, grading and drainage, things like that. And then on, on the flip side of that, you need to monitor the air quality and what everybody in your home's dealing with. Because you can't just ignore, and we've talked about this a lot, mold affects all of us differently. So you can't ignore, you know, you think you just have a the hypochondriac as a son or a daughter. You can't ignore them when they keep telling you, you know, and showing symptoms of things that could be mold exposure. So you, my point is, is keep track of all that that's going on as far as inside your home. And air testing is important to go along with that. And how often should people be doing air testing? I say every year, but I know a lot of people. That's easy for me to say because we have all the equipment. Um, but I would say they should do it every year. And on top of that, you know, if you had, so let's just say you start getting sick and you had a recent rain or windstorm that did some damage to your home, uh, that would be another reason that you'd want to do some air testing just to see if the air quality has changed. So, yeah, having a baseline and yeah. then every year being able to update exactly. and see what's going on. Okay. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, and, and I, it's a different comparison, but, you know, like like people that work in the mining industry, M. Shaw makes them do a hearing test every year. And it's so that they can look at their baseline and say, okay, your hearing keeps getting worse, worse, and worse. Uh, they put you in a hearing conservation program so that they can prevent your hearing from, from you going deaf. It's the same concept with mold. And if you can, if you can keep that baseline and you can say, hey, yeah, these, you know, these mold types are the same mold types we had five years ago. We just had a flood in our basement. We ran some air testing a few weeks after. And, and the mold types never changed. That would tell me from, you know, my perspective as a specialist that we probably don't have any water damage due to that flood. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I got sense. real deep in the weeds on that one. That, but. that does make sense. But, but at the end of the day, I guess what I could see somebody really wondering is, okay, I have allergies, but I also think I'm exposed to toxic mold. How would that person who's had allergies their whole life tell the difference between whether what they're experiencing in terms of symptoms is the common allergy stuff or it's actually toxic mold exposure. Well, you'd have to get obviously your doctor involved. And then on top of that, and, and I don't want to say that there's nobody else out there that does what I do, but there's, we're kind of far and few between. You need to get a specialist involved that does like what we said with functional medicine doctors that wants to do what you call our CSI investigation and get to the bottom of what's really going on. So twofold, you need to get your doctor involved and a specialist like myself. And you know, our listeners know this. I can do consultations. We do, you know, we can do VPAs. There's all sorts of things we can do, but you've got to get, you know, the medical side involved with your doctor. And then, you know, what I call the blue collar side, which is me, a mold specialist involved. And 
I know our listeners probably want to hear more of, okay, so why, why is that? Well, it goes back to we can recommend blood work or urine tests. We can look at those, see what mycotoxins you have in your body. We can compare that to our air samples so we can look at the mold types. We can do a VPA or they can hire a mold inspector to do a mold inspection because, once again, we don't want just one piece of the puzzle in there. We want to know what the property conditions are. We want to know what the blood work or the medical site is. And we want to know what the air samples are telling us. Correct. And and what is the role of, you know, documenting and journaling things and all of this? Because I think people think about, well, is toxic mold sickness what's going on when they feel really bad? But what's the role of having documented stuff before they get to the feeling really bad point? Well, and it, it's 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 something you you do bring up a lot. And you even bring it up with me and my whatever's going on if I have a medical concern. And you say, well, when did that start? And I'll admit to our listeners, I say, well, I don't know, you know. And so that documentation and that journal or that timeline is very important so that we know, you know, when did these issues start? Well, and, and that's where I, I think your your mold box really helps because it gives a lot of educational material. Plus, it gives a place for people to keep a journal of things that are going on. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the mold boxes is $99. It's it's fairly inexpensive to, to do, I guess, what I would call our initial or, or our first step in this whole process. That'll give you an idea as to, okay, you know, what route should we go? Should we jump to air testing? Should we jump to mitigation? Do we need to get a consultation with Steve? Like, it'll give them ideas as to what steps need to be taken. 100%. So, at the end of the day, what's your call to action for people? Uh, like we were just saying, one of the most important things about the air quality in your home is air testing. So, make sure you have an air test so that we have a, you know, a baseline as to what types of mold are in your home and what levels they're at or the mold counts. Absolutely. And, I mean, I would highly recommend people get the mold box just for the educational part, the journaling part, so you're always ready to look things up but also journal what's going right. on. Yep. And, you know, like I said, it's a great it's a great toolkit to have to, 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 to know which path you need to take as far as our listeners, you know, as to what they're dealing with because everybody's got different situations they're dealing with absolutely so you know get your home tested for mold and you can learn more about the mold box at cnccontractorservices.com we will talk to you in the next episode prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home download steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.